on March the 7th, 2021, our sweet Mike and Alicia Towell took a prayer cloth to Alicia's brother-in-law diagnosed with colon cancer. Mike is agnostic. But he allowed my husband to pray over him. And he kept the prayer cloth next to him on a table as he sat in his chair. Before the cloth, there were continual issues with treatments and health issues. Colon cancer now. Since the cloth, treatments became successful and no rising issues. But yesterday, he got another report. He is cancer-free. Agnostic. And the Lord says, it's okay. I'll show him what I can do. Great are you, Lord. <laughs> can you handle one more? I have a lifelong friend just diagnosed with stage four global stoma brain cancer but I've heard from a doctor Dr. Melody something <laughs> that you have a pool that is prayed over and God uses it for healing I would like to know more about this doctors are prescribing baptisms doctors are prescribing and telling their patients I've heard of a pool that has been prayed over and God uses it for healing my lifelong friend has stage 4 brain cancer When the agnostics start believing, when the doctors start prescribing, telling their patients, I'm limited on what I can do for you and what our medicine can do for you, but I've heard of a pool that has been prayed over, and God is healing people in those pools. So from, from this section over, if you guys would gather around pool number two, we want to pray over that pool, and then from this section over, we'll go to the baptistry over here. Some of you can come up on the platform, around the steps, around the chairs over here. We want to pray over both pools. That these are not just pools, they are portals of His presence and His power. That they become points of contact where heaven meets earth. Divinity meets creation.
in these waters. Let's pray. Let the Lord hear your voice. Use your voice. It's okay. Put your voice to it. Speak to those mountains of cancer, mountains, mountains of brain cancer, tumors, divorce, psoriasis, eczema, mountains in people's lives, PTSD, suicidal thoughts, pornography, alcohol addiction, heroin addiction, meth addictions, church hurt, family hurt. Precious young boys and young girls have been raped and they come to these waters expecting to have an encounter where they can be cleansed. Come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus. these precious people schedule their anniversaries and birthdays and holidays and vacations around these portals of your presence Lord they didn't come for people they came for you oh God would you move in power miracles signs wonders thy kingdom come thy will be done here in these altars on this campus in these pools as in heaven. have your prayer language, use it. Now's a good time to use it. Now's a good time to pray in the Spirit. Now give the Lord a hand clap for all those people that will be delivered, set free, minds renewed. Husbands get their wives back. Wives get their husbands back. Prodigal sons and daughters come home. Come on, put your hands together as you make your way back to your seat. Man, this is good news. This is good news. This is good news. And the Lord worked with them. Wonderful, wonderful. 
You know, we've been saying it for 190 weeks now. Well, maybe the executive staff has been saying this to each other. Like, we get in the office on Monday, um, and our conversations are like, how is the Lord, how do you top what the Lord did last night? And then the next Sunday, He tops, you know, and just it's, it's beautiful how you never expect anything. It's always different. Nothing is cookie cutter. It's beautiful. It's fresh. It's new. It's new people, but new stories, new miracles, new signs, new wonders. The Lord doing new things in all kinds of, of people. It's, it's, it's children. It's youth. It's young adults. It's married couples. It's singles. It's seasoned citizens that get touched and wrecked in the water. It's pastors. It's leaders. You know, we're still hearing from Jeremiah Johnson's team that says, man, I don't know how. We still cannot put into words what the Lord did for us. It was our conference, but what He did in the water, it's mind-blowing. We still can't process everything that He did. And it's wrecked our entire family in a a good way. We use the word wrecked. Wrecked has never been a good word until revival. Wrecked has always been damaged. Things get broke and busted and fenders fall off and lights get shattered. Wrecked here is a good thing. So when you hear somebody say they got wrecked, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. It's, it's sin getting shattered. It's, it's, it's old things, old hubcaps falling off from our past. That's, that's what happens when we get wrecked. But I want to I wanna ask, this is just kind of off the cuff. It's Wednesday night. It's midweek. Nothing's really scripted. I mean, it's family night. It's, it's Wednesday midweek. So, so Pastor Chris and Pastor Sue, pastors from western kentucky marion kentucky would you would you come come here pastor chris would you come here for just give pastor chris a hand as he comes pastor chris but how long have you guys been pastoring right there in marion kentucky uh, 13 years 13 years and you guys were baptized when sunday night this past sunday night tell us what Tell us what happened behind the stage, up the steps, in the water, after, kind of give us a little, just a quick three, four minute little, this is what happened to during your baptism. <laughs> well, the presence of God was just, has just been incredible. We have been in awe the whole week we've been here. And um, I knew what I came for. And I wasn't leaving until I got it. And uh, we had prayed about it. We had talked about it. And um, so just in God fashion, he worked on me on some personal things first. And he spoke to me in prayer time here Sunday night before. And... um, so then we went back to the back. Worship was incredible. We went back to the back. And the team in the back is just incredible. Leading you and guiding you. I mean, you all have it going on. There's no doubt about that. I mean, we were watching every move and so kind. And even the one little lady that sat all the way back in the back corner that just loved on me. When she was missing everything else out here, but she was doing what she was supposed to be doing there, touched my heart. And then to sit in the hallway and it just builds your faith. 
watching the whole time. It just builds your faith, builds your faith, builds your faith. And um, I knew, I knew it was going to happen in the water. And um, it did. My neck has, there was one little time that it bothered me and I just reminded the devil. (laughs) I got what I came for. And I haven't had any pain in two days. And so, yeah. And and it's, we're talking about a, almost a 20 year injury. Something that's been long term and it didn't just happen. She didn't have a crick in her neck because she slept crooked. And uh, I've been wrecked since Sunday. So it is a good word. I mean, I blew everything off the car. And uh, we, uh, I, I really don't know. I told Pastor Todd the other night, I said, I'm never short on words, but I really don't know how to describe. I don't know. I've said, I've cried since Sunday. Uh, I, I'll read a while, cry a while, read a while, cry a while. You know, it's kind of crazy, but uh, this place is amazing. And the people, I mean, it feels like family. I, I told Sue today, I said, I know we're going to go home, but I, mean, I don't really want to go home, you know? Uh, but the grandbabies want us to come home. So uh, I, I just, as a pastor, both of us, you know, we, I mean, if you're, if you're a leader, you know how it is. And I just can't say thank you enough to everybody. What, whatever it is you do, if you do anything here, if you, whatever, it doesn't matter what it is. If you're doing anything here, it's greatly appreciated because honestly, I mean, people throw this around pretty loose. You know, well, we're doing something to change the world. When sometimes people say that and they're not changing themselves. No, you're literally making an impact around the world. It really is. A, that's a true statement. And what? Oh yeah, I'll say this and I'll, because if you get me going, I won't shut up. But. Pastor Todd asked me the other night, he said, Can tell, tell me what tell me what's going on? I said, only way I know how to describe it is since we've since we came through the front doors last Wednesday, I feel like everywhere I go in this building, I can reach out and touch God. And even tonight, it's just when you walk through the front door, it's like the weight of God and I told Sue tonight we walked out to the lobby I said I don't even know how to I just want to lay down I mean it's just like the presence of God is so heavy it's wonderful and please don't take this for granted I don't think you do but don't amen Amen. So Pastor Chris and Pastor Sue, what we're hearing is, if it weren't for the grandbabies, this would be home. Is that what? (laughs) 
We'll make a phone call to the... Oh, man. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. It's, it's good to hear from other people sometimes, you know. You hear the testimonies that, you know, Pastor Todd will share, I'll share, Pastor Karen, Pastor Sherry, somebody sharing. But to hear from two that have walked through this who came... You shared this last Wednesday, but I, some people may not have heard. Um, this was their anniversary week. So, so their anniversary week is next month, but they didn't think the schedule would, would allow it. And so he asked, where do you want to go for our anniversary? And she said, I want to go to the North Georgia Revival in Dawsonville. Is that right? Honey, where do you want to go for our anniversary? Name it. <laughs> Aruba, Colorado. Mm, how about Dawsonville? <laughs> the my, this is this is the this is the realm or the dimension. I don't know what word to use, but when Jesus walked everywhere, he would just leave people perplexed and amazed. Doctors prescribing. We don't know what else to tell you, but we've heard there are pools in Dawsonville where God is healing people. You should probably go there. That's powerful. Thank you guys for coming and sharing those beautiful words about our people. We do. We really do have the best people on the planet. I feel sorry for other churches. <laughs> they, <laughs> You don't need mega church when you have mega heart. Make me a note, Paula. Put that in my notes. I need to, I've never said that in my life. But this church, you far outweigh any church attendance number there is by the way you serve, the way you love, the way you worship, the way you give selflessly. You do. You need to give yourself a hand for that. You and, your, you and the person on the right of you and the left of you need to hear, well done. Well done. And after last Wednesday night, I do listen, you're gonna hear one or two things when you get to heaven. Well done or well you're done. Don, I'm gonna hear. Well done. Amen. Well, ushers, if you would come forward, we're gonna to receive tonight's tithe and offering. And I want to show you something that we're working on. We got a couple of things that we're working on. Um, thank God that this church. Um, has incredible people who love to give and sow. And what our elders and executive staff do to lead and always try to improve everything that's going on around here. Number one uh, was a Wi-Fi issue where there'd be five people in the building. Pastor Todd, Pastor Karen, myself, Pastor Sherry, and Michaela. And nobody else. And we're getting kicked off Wi-Fi. Number one, because Windstream was the devil. Got rid of that. <laughs> but number two, we just didn't have the routers and things. So we've got wires that are being ran even this week to get our Wi-Fi capacity. The youth couldn't even get on the Wi-Fi back there. Come on, man. This is the 21st century. This ain't Mayberry. So we've got Wi-Fi getting up, upgraded. And then these pictures here, if you can show those pictures, Miss Nicole. These are the bathrooms 
which belonged to our former tenant next door, um, if you noticed any given service, Sunday morning, Sunday night, women's conference, dear God, it's over. The women are backed up all the way down that behind the sound booth into the youth room trying to get into the restroom up in the main foyer. So our elders and team came together and said, you know what, why don't we take over those bathrooms that were in the back from the old welding company? We need those restrooms back there. Well, as you can see, they destroyed the bathrooms back there. We are remodeling. As we speak, there will be a men's and women's restroom down the baptismal hallway. Just as you go through the transition from the baptismal hallway into the fellowship hall to the left, there's brand new restrooms going in. The men will only have four stalls. The women get six. And uh, the men get two sinks, I believe, and the women get four. Y'all just need more than we. Y'all are just needy. That's what it boils down to. They're just needy. I'm teasing, sort of. <laughs> we're, we're believing God that uh, Vince Murphy and his team will have those completed before the Leaders and Pastors Conference so we can alleviate the five to 600 people that will be here for those couple of days here at the conference so we can use all those restrooms in Jesus' name. So thank God we're growing, we're expanding, we're taking care of the, the property, being good stewards of what the Lord's trusted us with. Uh, so as the world comes... Um, we can not only represent uh, Him well here, um, but we can represent this house in Christ Fellowship and do everything with excellence. So thank you for giving. Uh, let's stand as we give tonight. Giving is worship. Look at those bathrooms. Come on. Lord, they need some help. <laughs> That's the new plumbing that just got installed right there. Did I say how many stalls the men get? Versus the women? Jesus thank you for giving Father what an honor this house is growing expanding the needs are uh, are growing as well but Lord these people your precious people the tribe here the family they're so gracious to give to meet the need and so we just uh, we count it a joy to give not only to what you're doing but we give cheerfully and promptly the moment you say give we are it's a yes before you even ask it it's a yes. The dollar amount, it's a yes before you even ask it. We've already settled it. If Holy Spirit speaks it, done. Done. And in the time frame, He speaks it in. So Lord, as we give tonight, continue to grow this house. Grow your people. Grow an army. In Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Worship as you give. Help me welcome Pastor Todd as he comes. Welcome home, friend. Yes. Good to be here. You're amazing. Love you, Pastor Marty. Don't you love you some Pastor Marty? I just love our entire staff, just our team that the Lord is putting together just for now and the future. It's just amazing. Karen, um, thank you for uh, stewarding the 700 students in Canal Ministry Training Center. We're just literally touching people all over the world. The Lord is using you and your team, your staff. So... Thank you for that. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, Pastor Marty mentioned our bathrooms. I, I just thank God for our elders that are just thinking ahead and trying to accommodate things. Uh, you'll be seeing some more improvements in the days and weeks and months to come as they uh, surface. And 
Um, and we're thankful to be able to pay cash for those things right now. And um, you guys have been so good. Uh, just to think three years ago, uh, you know, we were putting the black buckets in the ceiling to keep it from, from raining and dripping on us. And the day that we sowed that $50,000 into the church at Warhill down the road, when we needed that money to repair our roof, is the moment that the heavens opened up over us. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to do something a little different tonight. I was going to preach. I got the message. I'm ready to do it about ministering to your brain. And I have done this once in 11 years. or This will be the second time in 11 years I think I've done this. So I'm not going to preach. I'm going to let you hear a message. So it's my, probably my favorite message. And um, not the one that I... It's not me preaching, by the way. So... I got so captivated by this message, and I said, i got to share this with my people. It is from my, probably my top three pastors that I love to hear preach is T.D. Jakes because he has such revelation, just such ability to articulate with words. Second is S.M. Lockridge. I can listen to him for hours. And then E.V. Hill. And I always said if I believed in reincarnation, I would come back as a big black preacher. <laughs> Those are my three favorite preachers, African-Americans' favorite preachers. And, but if I had my rathers, I'd come back as a rich big black preacher. <laughs> I, I, I just There's something about that ability to think and to communicate and articulate in a way that just causes me to salivate. I just sit there and I go, dear Lord, if I could just talk like them or think like them. So this is a message. It's like 22 minutes, so we're going right on time. And it's a sermon jam, which literally means it's just a compilation of thoughts on literally the greatest miracle of all. So are you, give me a thumbs up, Nicole, if you're ready for that. Let's just turn the lights completely out. Just pretend you're, you're at home and let the Spirit of God move you. If you want to clap during it, clap. He's preaching this. He's already with the Lord. He's passed on. And I got to hear him one time in person, E.V. Hill. And just amazing, amazing, amazing pastor, preacher. Again, he's with the Lord. And um, you won't see him preaching. It's some videos. Some of the videos are old. It's not that, it's the content that I want you to get. And if you want to run, run. If you want to dance, dance. If you just want to run in and get and dive into the water, do that as well, okay? <laughs> so this is E.V. Hill. Again, this is the second time in 11 years, and um, I think this will be worth it. So let's watch that. Thumbs up, volume. Here we go. When was God at his best? When did the great God reach the height of his greatness? It is obvious that we would say Genesis 1 and 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And when one considers 
the heavens and the earth and realizes that it all came into being by the command of God, you'd have to say that God was at his best when he created the heavens and the earth. Think of the heavens. I think it's Abraham Lincoln says that he could well understand a man looking down on the earth not believing. But he can't understand anyone who looks into the heavens and don't believe. The heavens, the heavens, worlds without ends, the heavens, stars undiscovered. The heavens, the planets, the sky, flying at 40,000 feet in the sky, and looking out across the vastness of the heaven and looking upwards and there is more and more and more and traveling by light distance for thousands of years. You never arrive at the end of the heavens because at the end of the heavens, the heavens keep coming at you. So God had to be at his best when he made the heavens. And then when one looks at the earth, the earth in all of its beauty and its resources and how it's so magnificently put together and how it comes forth in such a perfect order, how, how, how the winters come and how the the spring comes and how the summer comes and how the fall comes and how the beauty of the earth even now as he has fixed it where every nine men as mama says he groans in his spirit and we call it an earthquake it's at his best even in earthquakes in california and then you leave california and you come through that picturesque part of the world called Arizona, New Mexico, and that wonderland of West Texas are uh, jump up to the Pikes Peak and all of the other tall mountains as seen or uh, as uh, uh, typified in Colorado, and all the swamplands of Louisiana and to the beauty of Florida and all up the coast, coming on up towards Chicago and leaping over into New Jersey, that that after you leave Newark and Jersey City, that beautiful uh, homeland. And then go on up into the picturesque parts of New England, past my daughter's home in Connecticut, and go on up as far as you want to go, even to Banga Banga. You've got to say that he was at his best when he made the earth. And though we don't believe it, leave the United States. And there's some beauty even when you leave here. Now it's hard to find, but it's out there. The Alps and all of the picturesque places of the world in Africa and the third world. God had to be at his best when he made the heavens and the earth. No, no. Me think not. 
Methinks God was at his best not in Genesis 1-1, but in Genesis 1-27. When it said, and God made man and woman. I'm impressed with the earth. I'm impressed with the heavens. But there is nothing made so uniquely as man himself. And I don't believe it, he, was, he was made like unto James Weldon's Johnson's poem and God was lonely. That's not language describing our God. Why would God be lonely when all of the heavens glorify him daily? And the angels bow down and say, holy, holy, all the time, holy. I remember as a uh, student preacher, I asked one of my mentors, Dr. McCardell, uh, why, uh, why the angels bow and say, holy, and then come up again and bow and say, holy. I said, don't they get tired? And McCardell said, no, for two reasons. Number one, they don't have earthly bodies. They have heavenly bodies and they don't get tired. And that's something to look forward to when we all get to heaven. And he said the second thing is they're not bowing out of duty. They are bowing, reacting to something God has done. And they bow, they see something and they bow and pay homage to him by saying, holy. And by the time they get their head back up and look at him again, he has done something else. And they bow again and say, holy. And by the time they get their head back up, he's such a great God, he has revealed something else to them. And they say, holy! He is a great God. And that ain't hard to understand because even as human beings, he does something different all the time. He woke me up this morning. Holy! He let me dress myself. Holy! He let me get here without getting hit. Holy! And even when I go to bed tonight, there'll be something he'll do. Just before I close my eyes, I'll say, holy, Lord God Almighty. So he wasn't lonely. And then James Weldon Johnson said, he sat down beside the banks of a river and he fought and fought and thought. He didn't do that. Where would God, where would a thought come from to God? God is the creator of thoughts. Whoever could send God a thought is God. So he didn't think it and try to figure it out. He just made man, already thought out, already planned out before the foundation of the earth, of the world. He just revealed it and said, let it be so. And look at man, man with the ability to love and to be loved, man with compassion and thought, man with excellence and drive, man able to reach the moon at a single bound, man who controls and moves and motivates one another and build great cities and God made man and God made man. And me think that that was God at his best. No. No. I think not. Some would say that the deliverance of Israel, that long journey both into Egypt and out of Egypt and on down to the promised land, pictures God at his best. God saying to Moses out of a burning bush to get up and go down and confront Pharaoh and tell him to let my people go. And God causing 
a stick to turn into a snake and God causing frogs to sleep at night in the bed of Pharaoh and, and, and God causing lice to be more plentiful than there are grains of sand in Egypt. That was God at his best. And God warning Pharaoh over and over, let my people go. And Pharaoh refusing and God causing a death angel to ride through at night and kill all of the firstborn. That was God at his best. And those several million people loaded up and marching out of Egypt and being stopped at the Red Sea and God flip-flopping the sun to slow down the march of the enemy. God telling water to congeal and move back and ground to be dry and marched an army of people across and then let it flop and Pharaoh's army got dropped. He had to be at his best. He had to be at his best when he heard them say, we are thirsty and water came forth out of a dry rock. When he heard them say we are hungry and manna came from heaven's kitchen, he had to be at his best. And when they complained that we need more than bread and when he cooked quail in hip and floated them down on clouds, he had to be at his best. When serpents started hiding in the wilderness, instead of penicillin and instead of other medicine he just made another serpent out of brass and raised it up on a pole and said look and live and as many who looked live had to be at his best confronting their enemies over and over again and yet he marched them over them and across them and marched them 40 years in the wilderness without wearing out a piece of clothes he had to be at his best and then marched him on into the promised land by walking around the walls of Jericho and at a shout the walls came falling down there can be no better display of the greatness of our God says many than the deliverance of Israel me think not he was mighty good but he wasn't at his best. And we rush to that passage of scripture that tells us when God was at his best. And that John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave not one of his sons, as the University of Chicago now says, but his only son. All the rest of us are children through adoption. And I'm glad I've been adopted into the very family of God but he had only one begotten son and he did what I could have never done. He looked at fallen man and agreed to give his son as a substitute for the whole. I have a son and I know about the fallenness of man, but I could never give my son willingly for nobody what it was I don't know what it takes but I can tell you now I wouldn't do it I don't have what God had so he must have been at his best when he took a look at his only begotten son when he took a look at the glory and the Shekinah of all heaven 
when he took a look at one who knew no sin when he took a look at one who had no faults and not for Billy Graham not for uh, his mother not for some outstanding citizen but the whole life was skid row sin was the greatest disease and for skid row he gave his only begotten son the glory and the Shekinah of all heaven that had to be the great moment in the history of God dying for me how can it be we just sang it that my God now should die for me no 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 he hadn't reached his greatest yet he still got more he can do he hadn't reached his greatest yet he still got more he can do that we have not seen yet let such a little father let such a little father let's look at what he did in Christ for God was in Christ let such a little father let's watch him let's watch him let's even watch his birth never a one born like him holy Lord God Almighty born in a stable and laid in a manger I wouldn't have come that way born in a stable and laid in a manger if I were God my God you all would know who I was By my God, I would have a golden stairwell from earth to glory. And I'd have angels on every tier singing holy, holy, holy. And I'd have trumpets blasting like this on every stairwell. <laughs> and yet, he slipped in here in the womb of a virgin and laid in a manger. Lord God Almighty. And P.S. Wilkerson says... And y'all led on him. But Dr. P.S. Wilkerson, one of the great preachers of Texas, who's now in glory, says that when the angels sang, it was a rebellion in heaven. Lord God Almighty. He said because they couldn't take it. Even the idea of Christ leaving glory, leaving heaven, upset them. But then when they saw the preciousness of heaven slipping into the womb of a woman gestating for nine months and coming out saying yes ma'am and no ma'am and when they saw man lay him in a manger and wrapped him in swaddling clothes what we heard was a rebellion say holy say holy on earth wasn't saying nothing the angels broke loose and said glory to God in the highest holy Lord God Almighty look at him look at him look at him not only in his birth but look at him in his life look at him look at him. never a man lived like him look at him in his miracles look at him changing water to wine at a blush look at him being baptized in Jordan and the Trinity gathers together on earth for the first time since earth was created Holy Spirit in the form of a dove Jesus in the water and the voice of God speaking this is my son look at him in his miracles as he feeds the 5,000 as he walks up to a funeral procession and stops it and returns the dead back to the house from whence it came watch him and look at him look at him as he multiplies fish and loaves and feeds 5,000 look at him as he spit upon eyes and the blind see and the lame walk Jesus is earthly life 
was God at his best? Me think not. He was mighty good, but he wasn't at his best. And so we go to Calvary. I said we go to Calvary. The preacher hadn't preached until he goes to Calvary. Y'all are preaching on financial plans and economic development, but you better take them to Calvary. it was out there on Calvary that the Son of God God said here are the sins of the unborn here are the sins of the living here are the sins of the unborn Because we've had tracks to lead into the graveyard before. Abraham's tracks leads into the graveyard. Mama's tracks leads into the graveyard. We have to have something better than that. We've got to have somebody whose tracks are on the other side of the grave. We see God at his best. No. We have to go further. Because all of this thus far is too great for me. I can't fathom it. It's too high. I cannot conceive of it. I believe it. But it's too great for me to understand. He'll have to explain all of this how one could substitute for the whole. Let's go to John over there in that 21st chapter and 15th verse and see if we can find him at his best. 
And guess what he's doing? He's talking to Peter, cussing, denying Peter after the resurrection. And because I'm human in my thought, I know what he's doing. He is really laying Peter out. Because I'm human in my evaluation, he's sending Peter to hell. Because Peter messed up. He not only denied, but he emphatically denied with a swearing word. And this holy Christ in my mind, who has now conquered both death, hell, and the grave, is now risen. And he is really letting Peter have it. Because Peter messed up. And he is really letting Peter have it. So let's, let's just slip in on and hear him sentence Peter to hell. And yet I hear him say, lovest thou me, Peter? God extending grace and mercy to somebody worse than me. That's him at his best. Creating the heavens and the earth, that's outstanding, but I can't relate to that. Creating all that there is, that's great, I can't relate to it. Opening the Red Seas, that's good, I can't relate to it. But when I hear him talking to another backslider, restoring him to the faith and the grace, I can relate to that. I see hope in that. And so God was at his best when he talked to Peter. No. As a matter of fact, to be very frank with you, when God was at his best, ain't even in the Bible. Not even in the Bible. God was at his best one Thursday morning. And it wasn't even in Jerusalem. It was in Sweet Home, 14 miles out from Seguin, 39 miles out from San Antonio, Texas, when a little boy, 11 years old, fell down in the middle of a country road and said, save me, Lord Jesus. And this great big God came all the way to Sweet Home and got in the heart of a poor, wretched little boy and saved him. And now safe am I. That's when God was at his best. <laughs> to me, it was Texas. Where was it to you? Where was it to you? Where did he hear you cry? Where did he save your soul? Where did heaven come down and glory shined all around? The great thing about it is he's repeating it every day, every morning. He's not making another sun, but he's saving another sinner. He's not making another earth, but he's saving another backslider. That's God at his best. At his best. Saving, delivering. God at his best. It took a miracle to put the stars in place. It took a miracle to hang the sun in space. But when he saved 
my soul cleansed and made me whole that was the miracle of love and grace praise the lord stand to your feet all across the room yeah let's put our hands together I don't know about you, but I love that. I've listened to that, I don't know how many times. Of the 26,000 views, I'm probably at about 1,000 right now. Hmm. We cannot underestimate how much he loves us. Who in this room can say uh, where it was that you got saved? I mean, just on the count of three, we're just going to call out the place, okay? Just out loud where it was that you met Jesus. It may have been in a bar. It may have been at a church. It may have been in the bedroom. Uh, on the count of three, I just want you to say it. Ready? One, two, three. The greatest of all miracles, Jesus at his best. I was at First Baptist Church in Pleasant Grove, Alabama. Listening to Dr. Reginald Snokes. And I walked down that aisle. And he led me to Jesus. On September the 10th, 1980, I've been saved 41 years. That's a long time, but he's at his best. Just know that this coming Sunday morning, it'll be somebody's declaration to meet Jesus, and Jesus will be at his best. Sunday night when I get in that water pass from Marty, It'll be somebody meets him and they'll say God was at his best. So just let this ring in your spirit all day, all night. And I love the, my favorite part was probably when the angels would bow and cry holy. 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 So before you go to bed tonight, cry out holy. All good? That was powerful, wasn't it? Okay. Lord, we love you and thank you for tonight. Thank you that you're holy. Thank you, Lord, that you are at your best when you saved me. Hmm. We love you. We bless you. Yeah. And everybody said amen. Okay, let that word stay in you tonight. God bless you. We'll be hanging out for a few moments. If you need prayer, want to come to the altar. Uh, we have, let me say this too. If you need rags to take to someone, to send to someone, take the rag. Are they over there, Pastor Sherry? Dip it in this bucket. We got the buckets here, but we don't need to put the bucket back in the water. Okay, don't put the bucket back in the water. So just dip right here, or you can dip in one of the other pools as well. Right? Or just right here. Just over here, these two buckets. All right, love you guys. We are grateful for you. See you Sunday.